0: everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Tool Belt Podcast brought to you by Plant Services. And today is a special episode. We're here to talk to the team behind the Leading Reliability Conference, which is coming up in May in Clearwater Beach, Florida, May 16th through 18th specifically. Um, this is a Maintenance and Reliability Conference event that takes place in a spectacular space, the Hilton Clearwater Beach Resort. Uh, The conference features two days of workshops to open and then two further days of learning sessions. And the event is co-sponsored by four familiar names in our space, UE Systems, Erudicio, RDI Technologies, and Aquam. And on today's podcast, we've got uh, someone from each of those uh, companies here to talk about what people can expect when they come to the conference. Um, the conference is at www.leadingreliability.com. And for today's podcast, I'd like to welcome Sean Eisenhower from Iridicio, Blair Frazier from UE Systems, Mason McNally from RDI Technologies, and Brian chanovich from Aquam. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we are about a month out from the conference. Are you getting excited about this year's event?
1: We are. I I just spoke with uh, one of our speakers this morning. In fact, not more than a couple of minutes before I walked in for the for this podcast. Uh, And so they're excited. They're going to be talking about uh, implementation of reliability and using some of the tools that uh, some of our our other peers here are going to be bringing to the conference. And so uh, we're just we're really getting excited to be there. That sounds
0: good. I mean, some of the memorable presentations from past conferences I've I've attended have been from Amazon and from Frito-Lay, companies like that. Uh, Could you guys talk about some of the companies that will
1: be presenting this year? I can definitely take that one, Tom. Uh, I know that uh, we've got Blue Origin presenting, um, and that's the one that I just spoke to this morning. So that's kind of a, a, a very unique presentation. So we're definitely looking forward to that one. I'll let some of the others talk about their their specific ones, but we also have uh, an individual coming from Los Alamos National Labs, and he's going to be talking about his implementation of reliability uh, within uh, a government facility, which is always kind of interesting because there are a lot of very unique challenges from that perspective.
0: Absolutely. That's a long way to go for the conference, too. I've, I've been out there in Los Alamos. not
1: Not an easy place to get to. No, it really isn't. I'll be there next week with with those guys. And it, it is it takes about two, two, two and a half hours, I think, to get there sometimes.
0: Now, we ended up driving through the forest coming from the West and we were not in a four by four. And I'm relieved that we got there in the sedan because it would just about kill the axles on the car on the way <laughs> in. Well, yeah, other, other kinds of presentations. Uh, Mason or Blair, can you comment on and who else is who you're excited to see this
2: year? Yeah, we're we're pretty excited. We've um, we've done a lot of stuff in some government organizations as well. So we're, we're really excited to have um, our friends from NASA back. They they spoke at a previous conference uh, about the Artemis project and the work that they were doing with our technology in, inside of that organization. Um, we've also got some developments with with the Navy, specifically a branch of uh, NAVC, and they're doing some really interesting things in additive manufacturing with 3D printers and some other types of stuff on board ships. So those those two um, organizations will be there presenting and, and available for discussion. So we're really, really excited to have those guys.
0: That's fascinating. I, I always find reliability on Navy ships especially such a interesting topic because it's crucial to have five nines or better when you're in
2: the middle of the ocean and uh, got nowhere else to go to fix the ship. Right, I mean, that's just it. You're in the middle of the ocean and you have to fix a problem. What you know, what do you do when everything's moving and bouncing around? So our our camera has been um, really useful to those guys in, in those environments.
0: You know, there's always a lot of new announcements and technology showcased at the leading reliability event. What are some of the things that attendees are going to get to see this year in person or experience? I remember last year I got to drive uh, the Spot robot from Boston Dynamics. And I, I think, Mason, you helped me take the controls for a little while, move the robot around. Yeah, well, what are some of the things that attendees can see this year uh, up well, close at the event?
2: Spot will be back, so if you want to do round two, take him for another spin, a test drive, try before you buy, Tom. Uh, you're welcome <laughs> to do that. Um, you yeah, break I'm a it, fan you bought it, just... Tom.
1: If you break it, you bought it. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> I'm a huge fan of just handing people the Spot controller, so uh, expect more of that. um we've got a couple you know new product releases we we finished the payload that went on top of spot we've we've got some other stuff and we've actually planned a session around kind of a hands-on um uh, type of session where you can come in you know touch everything that that we've got but um i i kind of posed this and i'm hoping it'll happen but um i'd like to do kind of a a john henry type thing beat the machine with spot like Mm -hmm. um you know pit you and a vibration analyst against uh Against spot to see who can take better vibration data, so you know that that might be a thing um with with our new with our new payload. But um, yeah, we'll That'd have really cool that and our our newest uh, modal analysis technology available uh with us.
0: For a second, I thought you were going to challenge me to a push up contest with spot. That's where I thought it
2: was going to Tom. I was <laughs> like, this is going to be good. Yeah, we can do push ups. We could do like run down the beach contests you know,
3: Baywatch style uh, though, slow motion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. We'll just moach and amplify you as you run. <laughs> no, that's not a good idea. Oh, that's no, not a <laughs> good idea. You don't want to see like... On your <laughs> behalf, Tom,
3: I'm saying this is not a good idea. Uh, and then, no, uh, a, go ahead. Yeah, from, from UE system side, and, and I'll always go back, and I think we talked about this last year, and there's a moment I want to talk about that I need some... Uh, I, I need to talk about it and get it off my chest, Sean. We do need to address this on this podcast. There was a certain incident that happened, Tom, while you were moderating last year, that I do want to bring up. Um, But from UE Systems side, um, you know, I'll go back to the start of the pandemic. It was a quote, I think it was from the CEO of GM at the time when they switched from making cars to ventilators. And they said, if you go, if you come out of the pandemic the same way you came in, you failed to take advantage of an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. And if you look at our technology roadmap, and I think anyone at UE Systems would have seen it. um, Now our customers are starting to see the things that we invested in at the start of the pandemic is starting to come to fruition. It's starting to come out into the market. So we've done the research, we've done the testing, we've done the beta testing. So um, and, and it, it's often not, you know, we, we do have some pretty exciting new releases um, coming that we're going to we're going to hint at, um, at this uh, at this conference, too. But it's also the same technology, but just how it's being applied a little bit differently on different assets, different type of industries that we're learning. Who would have thought you could put a sensor underwater? and measured mm-hmm. the bearing friction, right? So it's things like that. And actually came from a customer at uh, last year's leading reliability said, can you put this sensor underwater? I have no idea, <laughs> let's find out, right? Oh, and that, no. so that was, that's what's leading to this, uh, our kind of what we're releasing and, and the innovation we've seen from, from UE systems.
0: You know, and I've heard it said, I was at Marcon about a week ago, and uh, one of the catchphrases I picked up was that uh, the pandemic was both a burden and also a catalyst, as you're saying. And to see the technologies that are that are emerging now that we saw the new needs and emerge from the pandemic, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've got, too. Will there be an underwater tank there, I'm curious, or, or, or a shot of have a, underwater A dunk tank where we're going to put spot on a dunk tank? Yeah. I'm going to throw
3: <laughs> – another spot's going to throw a ball at spot and the – so Mason, so
1: when Jason looks a little nervous, Blair, I, I don't think that's no. a good idea. I'm, <laughs> kind
2: of, I'm kind of in though. like we have invited a couple Boston Dynamics people in. so I'm trying to think of like you know, how we can work this into their, you know their marketing efforts. so right. get the spot with the arm to throw the ball. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so can, can I can I um
3: express my concern for last year now and, and get sure? Some? Yeah, okay. That's so exactly so right. last year, so it'll go back into. Your first question about you know the type of industries or people that are coming and mm-hmm. for us we do have a couple uh, great customers that are that are speaking about uh, you know how they partner with the ue system and the technology and what i've always liked about leading reliability is the first of all that it's across all industries so especially when you look at you know the customers that use our technology people always ask what industry are you in and i just respond yes mm-hmm. but we're just you know ultrasound gets used used everywhere uh to even to a point where we don't want it to get in that industry. We haven't proven it there, but it still gets over there, right? Um, so last year, Tom, I think you were hosting a um, it was a panel discussion. I was on yeah. uh, with, with, with Jeff Hay, uh, Sean, and myself, and there might have been someone else. I can't remember. But you asked a question about, I think it was Marvel or Star Wars. No, actually, Sean wasn't on this panel because Sean was in the back of the room. And I <laughs> openly admitted... Perfect. I openly admitted that I have not seen either. I have not seen Star Wars. And the crowd the crowd went it was just you could hear a pin drop and all you hear is boom. And I look up <laughs> there's Sean from across the room way at
1: the back door going boo. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you you didn't take that personally Blair, but uh, there was a, a lack of americanness there. And we do understand you're from Canada. We so there is, that, there is right? some
3: international representation at this conference as well.
0: <laughs>
3: and I also, I also, in the same, it was the same panel discussion, I had the worst burn I've ever received. Not a physical burn. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was with your partner, Rick, Sean. Oh, yes. And, and um, we were going back and forth as we normally do, just chipping at each other on the panel discussion. i forget what he said and i looked at him i said oh no it was still on the star wars thing and i looked at rick and i said can we still be friends and he looked in front of the crowd and everyone said i didn't know we were friends to begin with
1: Well, and I think the big thing that you'll see with this conference, and I think it is it is that fun environment that we create, it's not so serious. You know, you get to a lot of conferences and I kind of feel like it's so choreographed and you, you don't really get to talk to people. Everybody's on a schedule and that sort of thing. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people will see at this conference is we're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time, but we're also going to learn a lot of things while we're there. And because of it, we get to spend a lot of time really batting around new ideas like Blair was talking about with the underwater sensor. Mm -hmm. I think I was going to say, Sean,
3: it really came out where, um, Sean, you end up at some level being an MC at this conference, whether it's chosen or you just do it. I don't know. But, uh, um, the, um, I remember, and it, it was humbling because I can't remember what day it was. Um, what you, in the opening session, what you asked people to do is, um, you know, if you're here to learn about, um, planning and scheduling, you know, planning and scheduling is one of your big issues. You're facing your plant. Put up your hands, right? You know, about a quarter of the room puts up their hand. If you're here to learn about condition monitoring, put up your hands, right? And often it's the same people, right? There's someone putting their hand up. For everyone. I, I just, I'm starting new in reliability. I just figured out what it is. I just put my hand up, right? And you have people, you know, that I've mastered this aspect, this cornerstone of reliability. Learn from that person because this person is trying to learn. And that exercise, because eventually everyone put up their hand. Right. Even even us as, as you know, vendors were like, yeah, I, I I would like to learn a little bit more about planning and scheduling. Right. I thought that was that was very humbling just to see what everyone was trying to to learn. And I think it gave a good representation of where everyone was at in their, we call it maintenance of reality, lack of a better term, uh, maturity. Right. Because you have people that have been in this game for decades and decades. And you have someone, you know, that's, that's just coming up that this is my first conference. We run to failure. Where do I start? And I think that right there, that mix of, of of people compounded with the, I think you said it right, Sean, is, is, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can navigate this conference. But I, I would challenge a lot of the best conversations I have are waiting in the food line, waiting in the, there's a lot of coffee being had, right? Or in the reception dinners, it's those type of conversations. If you just happen to be standing next to someone, hey, what do you do? Where do you work? Right. Right. Those type of conversations there. And I think this conference does a really good job at facilitating both the learning sessions, but also what we're doing and how we're going to approach uh, conversation outside of the sessions, just in the hallway, um, happy hours, things like that.
4: That, That's good to hear. Just to kind of introduce what we do is it's been a long time since we've been to a conference and or a trade show. Mm. So we're reintroducing ourselves and it's exciting to hear about the camaraderie that goes around some of the bad jokes I'm hearing. Um, So uh, at least everybody has an opportunity to meet people. I'm excited about it because even though Aquam is a a global company, we are kind of new to the uh, U.S. market. So they have known us by different names. We were acquired by Aquam six years ago. And so it gives us an opportunity to reintroduce ourselves to these people that are coming to this this conference. So I'm excited about it. We have several presentations that we're going to be doing we have a workshop for alignment and uh, I'm doing a presentation on a technology that is unique to the vibration industry I think that will be eye opening to a lot of those people that are in it so like I say it's it's an opportunity that we've missed we we I don't know you guys can maybe open up a little bit about this but the reason we stopped going to these conferences is that decision makers and or the it seems that trend in the and In the industry was trade shows were not the place to go because of loss of talent. Companies didn't have the opportunity to send people to these shows anymore. You didn't get the decision makers there. Conferences are not good for for us sometimes because people are there to learn something. So they don't spend a lot of time going through the vendor section. They're there to uh, try to understand new technologies. So it's interesting to hear how, how this is organized. This is the first time we're doing it. Correct correct me if I'm wrong
2: guys but I mean that's isn't that the basic premise of why this entire conference was was formulated I mean the industry was essentially searching for something a little bit different we wanted mm-hmm. something smaller we wanted a place for conversations and you know Blair and Sean's camaraderie uh, or points about camaraderie are are certainly evident but one of the other unique aspects of this show that I experienced that was pretty neat was not just the conversations that we could have kind of offline and at the, you know, in the, in the food line, but the amount of conversations that were happen, happening between attendees and the learning that was going on where, you know, you're putting people from all different types of industries and verticals together and all of a sudden, you know, they wouldn't normally have, have spoken to each other. Um, and, and a lot of learning was going on just from peer to peer, not, not from us as, as vendors or, or, or thought leaders in the industry.
1: Well, and I I might even go so far as to kind of call this a humble conference. And I I don't know that those two words really go together very often. Uh, But if you think about it, I mean, you know, as I stood in front of that group uh, last year and asked questions about what they wanted to learn about, no one was holding back. You know, everybody was like, no, I want to learn about this. I want to learn about that. This is important to me. And it, it really did, Mason. It drove exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, the the space and the, and the size and again the camaraderie for me really let everyone mentally breathe a little and and as Blair said he talked about the new the new kind of sensor uh, that that emerged from this conference the example I think of as a keynote from a couple of years there was a former VP of Disney operations who talked about how he was in charge of improving reliability for the test track ride in Epcot Center and uh, if I remember correctly he said that initially they had planned for a little reliability shed to be added onto the ride to take the cars in there and check them every now and then uh, while the ride was operational and that part of the expense was was struck from the original budget so he didn't have his, his reliability shed well the ride kept breaking down and his boss told him to fix it and he he had to figure out how to justify the cost of this shed what he and his team did was they talked about what is the cost of disappointment among customers who would arrive at Epcot Center and not ride this ride. And I think that specific way of thinking about reliability is that it, well, there's a cost of unplanned downtime, of course. there's There's a cost of production. But he had to really think through and calculate what was most valuable to his customers. And he and his brain trust put together what was the cost of disappointment of folks who didn't get to ride the ride. And they figured out the, the cash value of that cost was more than the cost to build the shed. So he got his shed and the ride's more operational these days. It's that kind of lateral thinking that, that happens at this conference. People really get a chance to talk about new ideas and new ways of thinking.
2: Yeah. I'll be honest. When I, when I first rolled up the first time I attended this conference, I rounded the hallway and I, I looked at where we, where the conference was being held. And I was like, wow, this is it. This feels like small, you know, it's my, my first impression was, I don't know. And then the longer the conference went on, not only did I want to keep engaging and come back, but now we have people in our, you know, we're telling people (laughs) within our own company, um, at a, at a conference we host, no, you, like we don't, there isn't enough space because everybody wants to be here to be part of those types of conversations.
4: Right. right. I'm going to age myself here, so I'll be careful. I've been doing this for going on 33 years now. And the thing that I find pretty interesting is that you would think after 33 years in an industry, when we're in reliability, you would think that you, the migration of thinking would go to the point where everybody would be on the same page. The thing that I find interesting right now is that what I was going through in the early nineties is what I'm going through now hmm. is that there are a lot of companies that are still trying to discover reliability and the advantages of it. I don't know if you guys have witnessed the same thing. UE is very, very active out there. I, I can't, I think I get three emails a day from you guys. Um, Going out there and promoting the the value of reliability, but it's just connecting to the people on the the other end to see the advantages. And you're talking about return on investment. And I think some of those things are lacking. I still think as a supplier, we owe that to the industry. We need to be better at getting this information out and showing them the value of what they're doing. The value proposition just isn't sticking. I don't know if you guys are seeing the same thing. Yeah, I think
1: I, I don't know. From my perspective, I, I think it's it's, you know, a lot of what we talk about at this conference really is about that value proposition. Um, I, I see a lot of uh, discussions around um, how do we lead it as well? So it's not just a value proposition of purchasing the technology or the value proposition of, of implementing the solution. Um, I, you know, there's there's a, a speaker who will be speaking. He's from Enel. His name is Milan. He'll be speaking, I think it's on day two. And I, I think he's going to really bring some of those leadership components in too, because it's, it's not just on the, the vendors. It's also, you know, a lot of these attendees have to be salespeople within their own organization.
4: Right. Um, That's that's interesting because I've always said that what happens at most of these conferences is we're we're preaching to the choir and that the real decision makers need to be at uh, need to attend these or we need to figure out a way to get our message to them. The ones who hold the money, the ones who hold the decision making within the organization. uh, Sometimes you get those people at this. So it sounds as if that's the type of attendees that come here. Because it's important that we get the real people. I can tell a maintenance person, they understand the value of what I'm trying to sell them, is giving them the information to help, like you said, to sell it internally. We all are salespeople in our lives sometime. If it's in our marriage or if it's, I'm not a parent, so I can't tell you how hard it is to sell the children, but I hear it's impossible. So <laughs> I don't know, but I, I can just see the struggle with some companies. You get to some of these bigger organizations. It puzzles me why they just haven't bought into this yet. And so this actually, the more I hear about what you say, this this uh, conference allows us to do, it gets, gets more and more exciting to be part of it.
0: I was going to say, I want to mention real quick, there is a link on the Leading Reliability website to a business justification letter for those who are interested in going now and need to sell this to their supervisor or to their team. It really frames out some of the value of the conference and what people are going to get in a very concise format. So if, if anyone's listening to this and wants to see that letter, go to the Leading Reliability website. It's it's right there. You can link. It's linked off the front page.
1: Hey, no, absolutely. And I was going to say one more thing. You know, he was talking a little bit about bringing in the leaders and bringing in folks that are uh, going to to help drive these things forward and sell them in their organization. Um, we do have a workshop going on in uh, and, and it's going to be all focused on leadership from start to finish. Myself and Brian Roncheck are going to be taking uh, the group through a lot of really new uh, new, at least new to the Iridicio world, topics uh, that are specific to leaders and what leaders want to do and, and, and how they get their people to do the things that they need them to do. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty fun workshop, a lot of interactive activities, uh, and so it uh, should be a really good time for those that are trying to figure out, how do I lead this? How do I lead my people uh, to do the things that I know we need to do? It goes right back to the name of the conference.
0: Yeah, Blair? I'm oh, sorry. I was gonna. I had a comment this for Sean. I was gonna
3: say, unlike Sean, to have an interactive workshop. If you're sitting down, <laughs> if you fall asleep in any Aerodicio workshop, you had too much fun the night before, which can happen. But my gosh, Sean! You, and I was just, I was just thinking, because um, if you don't follow Brian, Brian Roncheck on on uh, LinkedIn, like his posts are just incredible, often relating yeah. back to. You know his his time serving in the military. It's it's his one recently was just phenomenal read. I just read that I'm like, Oh man. Um, so it's I I am I allowed to sit in through that, Sean?
1: You are, you are. If you can sneak away from yours long enough, you can make it happen. Do I have to to leave
3: my own to go to
1: yours? (laughs) That's going to be awkward. Brian is great. I I spent the week with him in one of our client sites this week, working, uh, uh, working on an implementation of reliability. And I mean, he comes up with, uh, you know, he just, he's very red. So he brings a lot of content in from that perspective, but he's also very experienced both, as you said, in the military as well as in industry. And so uh, sometimes the, the, the conclusions he draws just blow me away. So I think people will really enjoy that session. Excellent. And then from, from last year, two things that stood out,
3: other than the roasting of myself twice in, in one panel discussion, <laughs> um, which I don't hold a grudge. That's fine. Right, Sean? I, I, don't, I It hasn't sat with me for a year. That's, that's fine. Yeah, it, um, it seems
1: like you've almost forgotten about it.
3: <laughs> is, um, last year, the keynote was um, Magic Dude. I forget the guy uh, around the innovation yeah. Um, yeah. And how phenomenal that was. And I remember I sat behind you, Tom, and we were partnered up a few times because we had to pitch some horrible ideas uh, to each other. That. You remember that <laughs> exercise? Your idea was just <laughs> horrible. I think we're going to fly in a spaceship and do things. But um, I still remember the, you know, you remember the moments and the, the guy behind me was from a, um, a pharmaceutical company and we had to talk about the first thing we saw and he lifted his copy up and there was a, like a coffee stain. below well, us coffee cup, right? Which, which happens. And I says, okay, we're going to talk about this coffee stain. And he would automatically went to this. I forget which airline it was. It was an American airline about how it's a representative of how clean their tables are to how well they maintain their, their aircraft. Mm. Right. So if you bring down that t- tray table and it's dirty, you don't have a high sense of maintenance, thus the engine and all the rest of that stuff. Right. And I thought right. how he immediately put that together was just incredible. I'm like, all right, you won this, you won this game. <laughs> um, and, and the other one was uh was Milan. Um in and, and his in and his talk too. And I remember he had this video about uh, being leaders often are the first to, to do something different. And they had this video of this guy at a festival dancing just by himself, complete look like an idiot, just flanging his eyes and all of a sudden another person joined him. Another person. Then the rest of the thing, the whole festival is doing that same dance. And that one video I'll never forget the impact I had. Like holy smokes. So I really look forward to our keynote as well as uh Milan's talk as well.
0: Well we're we're about a time for the podcast guys. And and again thanks for sharing not only the kind of presentations we're going to see, but also the new stuff people can experience and see, and also uh, the value of attending. Um, and Blair, you've got eight, eight weeks, I think, now to run through all the Marvel movies. So we can, if I ask that question again, I, uh, could you, I just did um, Harry Potter. If that helps, is that now that, that doesn't that
1: count? Were Star you, Wars you, or it. or the Marvel movies? That's, and I didn't do all of
3: Harry Potter. Potter. I, I saw kind of the first two and the last one, so there were some gaps in the middle, but.
1: Were you, were you admitting that
2: you still hadn't watched Star Wars or that you had watched every piece <laughs> you of have Star to, Wars? You have to go to the
0: conference to find that out.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Blair, I sympathize. My answer to that question would have been Doctor Who. So I hear you. You can say Harry Potter all you want. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, guys. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. Sean, Blair, Mason and Brian. And I will see you in eight weeks down in Clearwater Beach. Can't wait. See you guys soon see you guys
4: thank you